Ladies and gentlemen, you found the program that pulls no punches, that knocks out political correctness, and delivers a right cross to defend the Constitution. We call it Fighting Words. And now, entering the ring, retired infantry colonel, trial lawyer, and fighter for truth and justice, Kurt Schlichter. Hi, welcome to another edition of Fighting Words, the Hugh Hewitt Affiliate Podcast, starring Kurt Schlichter, produced by Kurt Schlichter, written by Kurt Schlichter, narrated by Kurt Schlichter, about what Kurt Schlichter thinks, and I hope you like it. Hey, it's free. You're getting your money's worth, right? Well, today I'm uh, I'm doing it in my car. I got my new car. I got a lease, and I have to be in this place where I am right now. And I've got to be here for about an hour waiting for somebody to finish doing something. So I thought, let's knock it out in the car. It's probably the best recording environment I could imagine. Because usually, you know, how you're in my house and the dogs are barking and the kids are screaming and there's gunfire and, you know, explosion. It's chaos. Well, we can we can focus on the intellectual aspects of uh, our discussion. We can take it to a higher level without barking and bitey, screaming because there's a postman! It's a postman! Ah, A postman! Ah! You know, just like there is every single day except Sunday. Anywho, lots of stuff going on in this Hugh Hewitt affiliated world of ours. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm not exactly sure where we're going to go. But I hope that you'll join me on this journey. Keep in mind, I remain FCC compliant throughout, at least to the best of my ability, which may or may not be that great. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm modest. I'm modest. I'm a modest guy. Um, okay, I'm not, but you get the idea. Uh, I will try and remain FCC compliant. If you want me to go a little crazy... Go to Town Hall VIP, get the unredacted podcast. I got to tell you, I work a little blue in that. Let's talk about what happened today. And we're recording this on Tuesday, the 19th of May. And today, my pal, well, she's not my pal, what am I saying? My heroine, with an E, not not just an N, my heroine, uh, Sydney Powell, has uh, directed the filing of a petition for a writ of mandamus to the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals in the Lieutenant General Mike Flynn case. So what does all that mean? Let me break it down to you, because I've actually, I've been wondering where this has been. Remember, on May 2nd, Judge Sullivan, Judge Emmett Sullivan, who uh, Hugh formerly had a very, very high opinion of. And then Hugh, Hugh's been just, oh, my God, he's beating him with a stick every day. It's very, you know, I've listened to Hugh for years and years and years. Uh, and it long before I even uh, convinced him to come talk to my cavalry unit at our cavalry ball. And that's where I first got to meet him. God, that'd be 2007, maybe? Yes, yeah, probably 2007. Um and uh, you don't see Hugh get mad very often. But he's gotten mad at uh, Emmett Smith, who is a judge, federal district judge, means lifetime tenure, 
uh, I believe he was a Clinton appointee, but I'm not sure. In any case, he said, well, you know, guy's got a lot of integrity. He handled the Ted Stevens case, dismissed it after uh, there was prosecutorial misconduct. He's a good guy, solid guy. And, uh, well, he's really disappointed, Hugh. He's really disappointed all of us. Because what he did... Uh, Goodness grace. See, that's what happens. I just I, I kicked over the, the book Dynasty by Tom Holland, which was recommended to me by Hugh Hewitt. And I just hit the button, and that was what you heard. So I actually went out and got the audible book of a book recommended by Hugh Hewitt. So, by the way, go get my book, 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. It's pre-orderable on Amazon, so you should go get that. Anyway... Hughes really turned around in the last week. And what happened on May 12th is he, you know, Judge Smith received a, a, a stipulation, essentially. That means an agreement between the parties. The Department of Justice made a motion to dismiss the case for prosecutorial misconduct. They said, hey, I know he pled guilty, but there was no crime, and it should have been handled the way it should not have been handled the way it was. And we believe it should be dismissed with prejudice. It means it can't be refiled. And Sidney Powell filed a document that said, I concur. I agree. We, we, we stipulate to this. Now, why does you know, why is a defendant have... And it goes to a judge. And a judge, normally, nine, nine, 19,999 times out of 20,000, judge gets that and goes, okay, executes the order. I order this case dismissed with prejudice. Case is closed. Boom. Done. Over. Finished. Flynn is free. And having the case dismissed with prejudice being a favorable termination, he is able to go and get civil relief, potentially, from the Department of Justice for its misconduct, and perhaps even against his own ex-lawyers at Covington Burling who may or may not have screwed up. So it's important to get this. You 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 want this. And it's normal and and it's misscrewed it all up. He issues an order. Immediately after Sidney Powell puts this in, he immediately sends this order, which means he was expecting it and he was planning on doing it, which makes it, in my mind, much, much worse. What his order said was, well, I'm not just going to dismiss this thing. No, I'm... Uh, I've got questions, and I'm going to allow amicus briefs, that is briefs from non-parties, to help me make my decision about whether I sign this thing. And I'm actually going to have a, a retired judge who recently wrote an article in the Washington Post saying that uh, I shouldn't do this thing. I'm going to have him argue that I shouldn't sign this. And I'm gonna, like I said, I'm going to take amicus briefs. I'm going to take third-party briefs from people who are not part of this. Tell me, come to my decision. And today, the 19th, he issued another order where he said, well, I'm also going to set a briefing schedule. So General Flynn is not going to get the dismissal he should get. No, this is going to get dragged out through a briefing schedule up to like the 4th of July. And then there'll be oral arguments on July 20th. And then sometime after that, he will, Judge Emmett Sullivan will issue an opinion and decide whether or not he's going to do what he should do, have done hell on May 12th. Okay, Rule 48, Federal Civil uh, Criminal Procedure. What that says is the judge must... Uh, grant leave to dismiss a case. Now, why would that be? 
you would think that the Department of Justice, which is the executive branch, the sole holder of the authority to decide to prosecute or not prosecute, should be a, it should be it should be a done deal, right? Well, sometimes prosecutors can be a little shifty. They bring a case, they're losing at trial. Your Honor, we're going to dismiss. Wait a minute. And, and let's assume double jeopardy hasn't attached. Okay, then get really close. They, they dismiss. That leaves the defendant hanging out there. Now, sometimes that's okay. Other times, the, the, the defendant may go, no, 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 I, I want to be prosecuted. I don't want this dismissal. I want this resolved. I have a right to a resolution, which he does. We have the speedy trial rule, and we just have basic fairness. So the judge, usually, as a matter of routine, will we'll grant this. But, you know, you can object if you're the defendant. You can say, no, I want my day in court. Or I want dismissed with prejudice. If it's dismissed with prejudice, that means it can't be brought again. It means it's as decided in the plaintiff's favor, or the defend, or at the criminal defendant's favor. See, because you know, kind of roundabout. Then, then there, then there's no issue. You just have to sign it, and that's what they they're saying here. And their Supreme Court case. There was a case last week that the Supreme Court decided nine zero that essentially said no, no, no. The Ninth Circuit. Uh, made a ruling on an argument none of the parties wanted. And it can't do that. And it kind of applies to this case. And I don't want to go into the, like, the details of it. But there are a number of cases that essentially say Judge Smith can't do this. Now, he has stretched it out to July at a minimum. July 20th is oral argument. And then sometime after that, he issues his order. Do you see what happens? No time to appeal, right? He's trying to run out the clock, folks. He's trying to run out the clock on Donald Trump. Worst case, now he knows Donald Trump's not going to leave office without pardoning this guy. If he pardons Flynn, then there's no dismissal. Then Flynn didn't, isn't a prevailing party. Then he's going to have a problem getting civil recovery against the Department of Justice for being framed, getting uh, civil recovery against his attorneys for their potential malpractice. See what's happening? And what this judge probably wants to do, I, I think what he'll do is he'll dismiss it without prejudice, which means the Obama, or the, the Obama, the Biden Justice Department or whoever, could bring the charges again. Yeah. Right? And even, even during an appeal, if the Justice Department's changed its mind, well, the Justice Department's changed its mind. And it's not going to pursue this. It's not going to pursue the dismissal with prejudice. So this, now, of course, the power to prosecute resides in Article 2, the Article 2 brand of the, 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 the president, the executive. It does not reside with the Article 3, the, the courts. And there are no third-party prosecutions. That's what's happening here. The 
feds have said no. The defendant has said no. We're done. No case. No, I'm going to apply some third party to tell me whether I think you should keep prosecuting them and how. That is baloney. That is crap. That is absolutely unacceptable. And I, you know, I was wondering, where is the red? What is a red? What's well, really a petition for a red? What you do in the middle of a case. Usually, it's an appeal in the middle of a case. What you usually do when you appeal is you wait till the case is over. You wait till the case is finished. It is completed. Right? Okay, you have a final judgment. That's usually very important. Because there's a big distinction between appeals and writs. Because appeals are typically... And let's, let's take the states out of it. Let's go to federal court. Are a matter of right. If you lose at the district court level, if you have a final judgment against you at the district court level, it's trial court level, that's where the trials are. You're out of order. No, you are out of order. That kind of stuff. You can't handle it. That happens at district court level. It's trial court level. Okay? Emmett Sullivan, trial court judge. District court judge. Any, the, any final judgment there can be appealed. And the, the, the court has to, the court of appeal has to take it. Okay? There's no discretion. They have to consider it. Now, they may rule against you or for you or whatever, but they have to take the appeal and, hand, and, and process it. It is not, it is a, a compulsory, it is mandatory. You have to do it. Okay? Not so with a writ, which again is an appeal before final judgment. An interlocutory appeal. I can't even pronounce that right. A writ is a order from a higher court to a lower court to do or not do something. Writ of prohibition tends to be done. You can't do this. A writ of mandamus, which is what uh, Sidney Powell filed on behalf of Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, mandate. It mandates that they you do you will do this. And I, I read her entire brief. Now, mandamus, you know, of course, it's like a Latin word, and it sounds like a Star Trek character or Star Wars. Look, it's mandamus! Watch it, Luke! Be careful! He's got a lightsaber! A real mandamus simply asking a higher court to order a lower court to do something. In this case, what the request was, was to have to order the judge to enter the dismissal with prejudice. Not to hold these hearings, not to take these briefings. Do it now. And also, kind of as a throw-in, to send it to a different judge. Transfer it to a different judge because this guy is biased. And she used evidence uh, from his horrible, horrible, out of... uh, Totally inappropriate state. You are guilty of treason. You disgust me. Blah, 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 blah. This guy is totally biased against Flynn. It's disgusting. All right? It is really disgraceful. And, I, I, I mean, it takes a lot to get a, to pull a case from a judge. Court appeals don't like to do that. Court appeals, court appeals is very institutionalist. It wants to protect the prerogatives of judges. And it is very rare when it slaps down a judge in a big way. You know, if I read a, you know, there occasionally you'll come across a case where they slap down the court hard and you're like, ooh, man, I wonder what the backstory is. 
It doesn't happen a lot. Could happen here. But it's a very Democratic-appointed bench in the District Court of Appeal. Or the D.C. Court of Appeal. Excuse me. Very. And, and I, I could see them completely abandoning all principle, like Emmett Sullivan has done, in order to get, you know, Flynn. What happens next? Well, I'll tell you in a minute, but do they even hear it? Because a writ of mandate is, again, discretionary. You don't have to hear it. Yeah, you have to argue, and Sidney Powell did argue, that, well, this is an important case, and you should hear it for the following reasons. But it's not a done deal, folks. Look, I've done, you know, writs. We've done writs. And we've probably gotten about, I think about 3 in 10, which is a sensational record. That's a sensational number. Number in California, you do it, you know, you know, in California in general, getting writs granted, maybe 10%. Maybe. So we've done pretty well. But usually we'll say, look, I you know, I recommend a client. Look, I, I think we ought to take a writ. It's a bite at the apple. Uh, but you gotta understand, we're gonna lose, probably. I mean, we and it doesn't matter how good your case is. I mean, to have it granted, your case has to be good. Okay, you have to have a slam dunk. You have to show clear entitlement to the relief. Okay, because they don't want to get in there and they don't want to take evidence. It has to be right there, bald face. And I, I would argue that this is, based on the law and based on the facts here, a slam dunk. And um, even where it's a slam dunk, vast majority of the time they're like, nope, let handle it at the uh, trial court level. So you get that a lot. You, you take a writ. And you get back a little one-page order. The, writ, the petition for a writ is denied. Done. That's it. Boom. Finish. I would expect... There are three ways it goes to District Court of Appeal. Or the uh, District of Columbia Court of Appeal. D.C. Court of Appeal. One, your, your petition for a writ is denied. I think that's the least likely, frankly. That's called a summary denial. I think it's more likely they write an opinion and deny it. the opinion would be, well, you know, we looked at it and the facts show that you are wrong on the law. And I think I could see a bunch of Democrats doing that. The last thing is, no, you, you're right. You are absolutely correct. And will she remand it? The nice thing is, if it's granted, you know, if they issue the writ, who, who's going to appeal to the Supreme Court? Now, you can take a writ to the Supreme Court. That's... You know, you think it's you think it's you think it's hard to get one going to the court of appeal. I mean, the Supreme Court that's just nuts. Can happen. Would I think it would happen here if it was denied? I think um, I I think we would see. I think we'll see it go to the Supreme Court, and I think there's a decent chance they'll take it. And I think, moreover, there is a decent chance we'll get maybe seven, six or seven judges going this way because this is a huge huge issue it's more than just you know trying to maintain the fiction that general flynn was some sort of criminal the fact is he was coerced unfairly and improperly to confessing to what was not a crime and this is a grave 
miscarriage of justice, and it is an absolute disgrace and unbelievably damaging to the whole concept of the rule of law in the United States that this stands. And I think there may be uh, some justices on the Supreme Court, maybe Kagan, maybe Breyer, maybe even Ginsburg. I don't think Sotomayor. Sotomayor is kind of, she's just a leftist. But I think that they would, uh, I think there's a very, very good chance that we would get more than just the five saying, no, this is wrong. Because you do not want to create a situation where a judge can resuscitate uh, a, frankly, outrageous and unlawful prosecution as part of a political vendetta. I mean, this is, this is more than just Mike Flynn here. Do we want to allow judges to keep this stuff going? And the answer is no. The answer is absolutely no. And I think that institutionally, you have to protect the institution of the courts. And Roberts, who I think is soft, I know Hugh likes him, I think he's soft. I think he's going to want to protect the institution. I think Breyer's going to want to protect the institution. I think Kagan's going to go, you know, I'm no fan of Flynn, but, I mean, this is crazy talk. Some of yours kind of a knucklehead. I just, you know, whatever. Ginsburg, you know, who knows? But Breyer and Kagan, I think, uh, have a decent chance. I think the rest of the judges are going to say, this is outrageous. You just can't do this. They shouldn't have to. But, 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 you know, lifetime tenure. Just saw the doesn't care. I think he's retired, actually. I think he came back. He's on, like, senior status, I think. I'm not sure. So what's he care? He's, he's just doing his thing. This is an outrageous miscarriage of justice. And a writ is the only way to see it through. And this is the only way to correct this wrong. Otherwise, Sullivan's going to win. It's going to get dragged out forever. It's He's telegraphing what he's going to do. And I think today's order, which I, I did not expect a briefing schedule that was going to last, you know, two months. Right up, you know, pushing on the election. I did not expect that at all. And I think it was a terrible move. I think, I think the first order is a terrible move. I think the second order makes it that much more imperative that the writ gets taken up, that it gets granted, or at least they consider it without, with more than a summary response. So, you know, I think, look, at the end, Flynn's walking out of this. The question is whether he will walk out with his name cleared or a pardon. Now, president can pardon him at any time, but again, pardon has an effect. You don't have a favorable termination of the case. His, his guilty plea will remain. And can he, can he appeal that? Well, probably not because it's moot, because he's been pardoned. There's no pending case. See, usually you have to have a pending case. You have to have a case or controversy. Now, if there's no party pushing it, there's no controversy. Ergo, but, you know, Judge Emmett Sullivan decided to appoint some rando. To be the other side. To create a controversy. This is complete garbage. And it is hard. I say again, hard. For me to remain FCC compliant in the face of this kind of bulwark work. See how I did that? I didn't go where you thought I was going to go. I instead went for the terrible, terrible, uh, never Trump 
blog. Okay, so here we are. What do I think is going to happen? My guess, and I, I read the plea, I read the read the petition, which was filed before this order came out, so it didn't add the arguments about holy, you know, holy guacamole. You know, he's he's totally stretching out that he is totally stretching out this time frame to try and run out the clock. Uh, I think in light of uh, the brief court's order, I think it goes to D.C. Court of Appeal. I think probably by two to one, the writ is denied with a written opinion. I think it goes to the Supreme Court. I think the Supreme Court uh, uh, grants it. I think the Supreme Court's going to grant it. So, anywho, that's that's what I think. Look, there's no way Flynn does any time. Um, oh, and, and, and look, on July 20th, he could go in, and he could say, you know, I want you there for oral argument, Flynn, I order you up here. And he could say, okay, I am denying this, and I am uh, uh, accepting a plea, and I'm sentencing him right now, and send him out with the... Uh, uh, U.S. Marshals. That could totally happen on July 20th. That could totally happen. If I, unless I was ordered to have him physically present, uh, if I was Sidney Powell, I would not have him present. Uh, just to give him time to, uh, you know, run to the Court of Appeal to stop any kind of uh, arrest. This whole thing is a disgrace, and Emmett Sullivan's disgracing himself with this kind of baloney. This is results-oriented, this is causing uh, disgust and a lack of respect for the judicial process. You know, all these people who love our institutions, who are like really pro institution, and I, you know, me, I'm, I'm a burn them down kind of guy. They, I'm not the worst enemy of the institutions, even though I hate them. The people who allegedly love them are the worst enemy of the institutions. Because they're the ones destroying our credibility. They're the ones being dishonest and results-oriented and unfair and unjust. When the institutions go down, and I think they will go down, don't look at guys like me, bomb-throwing conservatives. I didn't do it. They died a suicide. Anyway, that's another edition of... Fighting Words with Kurt Schlichter. Like I said, check out my Town Hall VIP podcast, the non-FCC compliant, unredacted with Kurt Schlichter. It comes out every Monday. I have Town Hall columns every Monday, Wednesday, and uh, Thursday. Those are always fun. My Thursday one's really good this week. It's on civility. I'm against it. Follow my Twitter account. Again, not safe for Kurt or work. See, get it? Get it, Kurt? See, you see where I'm going. And I want you to go get my book, okay? Now, you know my spy books and stuff, Collapse and People's Republic and Indian Country and Wildfire, and they're great, he said modestly. Go get those for sure. But what I really want you to get, I want you to go pre-order 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. It's 21 long essays in my own indomitable style. Again, FCC, non-compliant-ish. Along with, uh, you know, a covid pangolin flu epilogue and it's funny and i think it's hard hitting and i think you'll really enjoy it so you ought to go check that out again it's kurt schlichter fighting words and i will see you next time